Welcome, Defenders fans, to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod, your for the fans, by the fans source for DC Defenders discussion, guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. We are mixing it up. New song. Yeah, did y'all hear that? <laughs> New week. Uh, the DC Defenders theme I don't know song. why we're mixing it up. Just thought, you know, why not? We desperately needed to mix it up. But we're here for Dodd Pod episode 9. Trouble nine. in Tampa. Trouble in Tampa and defending D.C. This episode, we're looking back at our Week 4 loss and looking forward, really looking forward to getting back on track in Week 5 as we return to Audi Field and take on the 3-1 and St. Louis Battlehawks. Schmattlehawks. <laughs> but before we talk football, we got to talk beer. Today, we are drinking a Galaxy Fruit 5% Pale Ale from Devil's Backbone Brewing Company in Roseland, Virginia. Cheers. What's your thoughts, Austin? No, Devil's Backbone, attending D.C. sporting events over the years, being above the age of 21, let me just verify that. I don't think I've said that yet. We are both above the age of 21, so we're not breaking any laws here. But, no, attending uh, attending, attending both um, Capitals and Nationals games, I have had the pleasure of enjoying, I think it's the Earned Run Pale Ale from for the Nationals and the Cap, Capitale at Capitals games, and they're both fantastic. So Devil's Backbone, y'all have my respect. Didn't have the pleasure of having an HTTR or ATTR at a Redskins game because, well, I don't go to Redskins games. But, no, this is a very solid pale ale. It's, um, I'm, I'm very used to IPAs at this point, so having a pale ale threw me off for a minute. But the more I drink this, it's, it's really good for a 5% pale ale. So I'd probably give it on untapped pie a 4.25. Wow. Yeah, you know me. I'm a, I'm a tough rater. No, I, I I expected a much lower rating from I did you too. on the on the pale ale. I'm I'm a three and a half here. I, I'm not a huge fan of pale ales, and it's it's fine. It's a beer I would drink. It's got a little um, bit of fruit to it. it. It does have a little bit of sort of a tropical note for sure, uh, but it is a lighter pale ale. Uh, as you guys who listen to us, you know, regularly know we we typically drink uh, IPAs, usually doubles, stronger stouts. Uh, so it's different for us to to drink something a little lighter. But uh, we're we're taking it a little lighter on the pod as we're maybe maybe humbled in, in defeat for the past couple of weeks, um, which is a great transition to week four. Awesome. There was a game in week four. There was. It, you can call it that. Um, two teams are out on the field. Can't say we could call it a game. And well, we poked fun at the Great Cornholio. Oh my god. And the Great Cornholio is pretty good. So he is he's earned that title and. No, man, I'm now telling you. with respect. Yeah. yeah, no, Sunday games are the worst. I hate Sunday games, and I hate away games, but we have a chance at a home game on a Sunday. So it's kind of like, you know, two galaxies colliding. What are we going to get? Are we going to have – are we going to defend the fortress like we have, or are we going to have another bad Sunday loss? I'm going with we're going to defend the fortress because our fans are the best in the XFL. Yeah, it was uh, week four was rough, man. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Cornelius Cornholio, uh, the great Cornholio, uh, completed more passes. We're not threatening him. Uh, <laughs> he threatened us. <laughs> um, he completed as many passes as our two quarterbacks combined attempted, um, twenty-four for thirty-one. So a tip of the cap there. Then the running game uh, for Tampa was dominant. Uh, I think it combined. 266 rushing yards to our 46. It's uh, it's it's really really doggone difficult to to be in a football game 
um, and be outgained the way we were. Uh, in this case, outgained by 370 total yards, 477 to 107. Um, and a pretty, for the second week in a row, dismal, disappointing performance for a team that looked like a juggernaut just two weeks ago. Um, so many people asking us what happened to D.C. Um, it's hard to tell at this point. Uh, but stopping the run has, has been a problem. Um, and us being able to move the ball has also been uh, a challenge that we didn't see in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, you know what else it could be? I think the defenders might have confused football with golf. We're kind of going with trying to score the least amount of points possible. Wow, that seems unlikely. But, but um, they might have mixed it up. So, you know, I mean, hey, guys, y- y'all play football. You want to score more points than your opponent. So let's get back to that on Sunday. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, look, I'm here for anything. Anything that we need to change it up, if they think they're playing the wrong sport, let's, let's let them know that they are playing football where they want to score more points than the other team. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm with you. We're, we're back at home. Defend, defending D.C., defending the DMV. I, I hope that the home crowd um, can get us started. I mean, in both of the last two games, we just we came out really flat. And I think the, the biggest thing I'm hoping going into this week is that, you know, the team can have a better start, get a little bit of momentum, uh, get, get some high fives, get, get connected. Because um, there were certainly some tense moments last week after, after a tough game in week three in L.A., uh, Going back home, week of practice. Uh, we're gonna get on the field, and what's what's uh, what's the weather forecast looking for the game? Any chance of uh, the game being affected by weather? Um, no, it it looks like it's going to be a picture perfect day. And the thing I'm most happy about is since it is a Sunday, at least it's early, so we don't have to stay up super late. You know, we're both we both actually have jobs, believe it or not, where we have to wake up and actually go to work. So three o'clock start is ideal. High of 62, low of 41. We won't be seeing that 41 at three o'clock. Zero percent chance of rain. You know, if that's zero percent, zero percent chance is you know pretty much impossible. Let's say one percent chance, just to make it mathematically correct. And um, wind at about nine miles per hour. So um, being close to the Anacostia River, I mean, you never know how the wind has an effect, but it shouldn't be too much at Audi Field on Sunday. Um, so we're we're taking on the Battle Hawks. They've been a bit of a juggernaut. Um. They did lose a game to Houston, though I feel like they should have won that game. Um, what what do you expect from the Battlehawks coming into DC? You know they've been hot for a while. Did, then they, did they lose their first game? Did they start zero and one? I think their loss was in week two. Okay, so they start off one. Okay, well, either way, this team is due for. less of a dominant performance because they have looked good in their wins. I mean, it kind of reminds me of how D.C. was their first two games. So with St. Louis coming in hot and D.C. coming in as cold as you could possibly be, I think this is going to be a game where both teams kind of meet in the middle, has the potential, potential to be a really good football game, and... Being at home, obviously, 2-0 and at home, 0-2 on the road, is a huge, huge impact. Again, like I said, we're going to have the biggest beer snake of the season on Sunday. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of comfort uh, in the fact that you know, St. Louis hasn't scored a ton of points. Um, I think they had 29 against the Guardians was their high mark. I think all their other games have been 23 or less. Um, 
they're they're they remind me a little bit of the iron and they sort of control the game control the tempo uh, Tamu takes care of the ball but he, he he has piled up a lot of yardage and I think he's second in passing yards and fifth in rushing yards right now um, that's impressive league wide all players not among not among quarterbacks in those rushing stats but out of all players um, so he's been really productive and, he, and he's taking care of the football and that's a winning recipe but the, a dragons team that that we you know, we defeated um, they ended up having a close game with, though they dominated early, and it was after a quarterback change, uh, the Dragons switching from Silvers to Daniels that uh, the Dragons made sort of a late rally in the second half um, and turned that into a pretty entertaining game. Um, but the Battlehawks the battle are tough. I think a lot of things are going to have to go right. Um, what are you looking for from the defenders this week? Anything. Just show me a sign of life. I think all fans just need to be reassured that this team can still win games. I mean, teams go through slumps over um, over time, over a season. But with a 10-game season, you really can't afford to lose three straight. I mean, it's just the season, believe it or not, is close to being halfway over. And as early as it seems it just started and we're just getting the flow of it, the season will be halfway over after this weekend. So losing three straight. It, I mean, obviously, in any sport, is not what anybody wants, but especially in a shortened season. I mean, this team has got to get on track. So what I want to see, just show me some fight. The past two games, I mean, they have just showed up and just looked like, can't say they didn't care, but, man, that that's what I can say it looked like. They were just slow. And I will say, though, Cardale, Especially in the L.A. game. I loved hearing him mic'd up because even at halftime we were getting blown out. He was still super confident. He was trying to um, hype the guys up. So he's still the leader of this team. I just yeah. want to see him throw it within the vicinity of a receiver this week. He, he's he been off these past two weeks, and it's really hurt this team. So if he can get back on track, I don't see why we can't knock off the 3-1 Battle Hawks. Yeah, I – you know, I agree. Week three, uh, you know, Cardell certainly kept kept his cool, stayed behind the team. Some lower moments in week four, the, the sort of he ain't ready uh, yeah. moment was was not an especially good look. No. Um, and I think you know, you'd love to see you'd love to see him take a little more ownership of some of the the missed throws. Yeah, it's uh, not all on the receivers because it wasn't all Tompkins. Um, there well, may I know there was some miscommunication and, and routes maybe that weren't run right, but there were. There were some missed deep throws that that could have been game changing, uh, but it's a it's a team sport like any other any other team sport. There are a yep. lot of guys um, that have got to they've got to play better for us to get a win. We've got to we've got to make tackles. We've got that's get, what I was just going to say. I mean, they just they can't wrap anybody up. It's literally like watching the Redskins play. They just can't wrap anybody up <laughs> yeah. at this point. We've we've had trouble wrapping up. We've had trouble running the football, especially which is you know was the case when we were winning games. Mm-hmm. Um, Seemed like we were going to make a, a little bit of an emphasis, went with a little more of a power rushing plan with Brissett taking over, um, Presley moving to, to a bench roll. He didn't get any carries last week. Uh, that didn't seem to help. You know, Brissett sort of had 75 yards in garbage time in week uh-huh. three. Um, you know, everybody's like, give him more time, give him more time. Um, you know, I, I think we've got a lot of capable guys in the backfield as we do um, in the receiving core. But, uh yeah, it was it was surprising to see Presley go from being the feature back to being completely uh, canceled out of 
out of the, the run game um, and really off the field completely, to, to my recollection. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but other than Pumphrey, um, targets were not hitting. 0 of 3 to Tompkins, 0 of 1 to Dupree, um, 4 for 9 to Rodgers, 3 of 7 to Ross. Um, just a tough a tough day. 3 of 3 to, to Pumphrey, um, you know, mostly short passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the backfield, he's he was relatively effective. I think 66 total yards um, was really the the only guy to put positive yardage out there for us. Um, yeah, it's I'm optimistic uh, to the extent that this is a game for first place. Mm-hmm. We're, we're regardless of how we look past two games, yeah. we're still in a shot to be in first place, which is is encouraging. And I, I feel like the the tenor of of the fans are sort of disappointed and frustrated and, and, and rightfully so. And we've gotten blown out, not lost, blown out yeah. to two previously winless teams. Again, albeit in a short season, but taking a 25 to nothing loss to a team that some were saying was the worst team um, to take up a 39 to nine loss the previous week yeah. to again, a team that people thought the great corn Julio. Um, yeah, we've just we've had a tough a tough run. Now we're up against a team that folks feel like is a is a pretty doggone good one with with good reason and a, and a strong defense that's really made it hard for teams to score. It's going to be interesting to see if we bounce back. The Guardians look like a strong defense and mm-hmm. and have really performed as a strong defense in a lot of games. Um, and we we you know we're effortlessly dominant uh, in that game. So hopefully hopefully we're able to bounce back um, and get a win here. Uh, looking looking ahead at the week at large, we've got, as always, four games. Seattle at Houston, opening up Saturday. Houston, a 13-point favorite, uh, over-under at 46.5. I think it's your turn to go first this week, though maybe we didn't follow that last week. Uh, but it looks like we're going we're gonna to match up here. In, in some of these games and, mm-hmm. and not in others. Um, what do you have in this one? So I've got Houston winning outright. Um, I just think they're they're one of the clear front runners in this league. They've looked really good um, through the beginning part of the season, but as we head in to the halfway as we hit the halfway point, I'm still expecting them to be dominant. And seeing seeing that thirteen by Houston it's really, really tempting to take Seattle because they're a team that I didn't think at first they were going to be good, but they find ways to hang in games. So Houston will win. It's in Houston, but I think Seattle is going to make it a fight. Um, so I think Houston might win by maybe five. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Seattle there, but I'm going to take the under. I just don't think um, Seattle is going to put many points on the board in Houston. What about you? Well, again, in the spirit of mixing things up, I'm cracking a Bud Light Orange. That's not craft. <laughs> that is not craft. But a Bud Light Orange, I have to tell you. It's refreshing. It's refreshing <laughs> and delicious. Um, so it's very, very underrated. Um, much like a team that I have ranked eighth. Ooh, good segue uh, there. That was good. The Seattle Dragons. Um, I don't think they're going to get the win over the Roughnecks. Uh, like you, I do think they're going to cover. Um, the quarterback switch, uh, B.J. Daniel, was really, really impressive in the second half against the Battlehawks. Completely changed their offense and moving the football. 
So I, I disagree. I'm taking the over in this game. I think it's going to be okay. another sort of roughneck shootout. Um, I think, again, uh, Phil Walker's going to find a way. Uh, that dude's fun to watch. He is, he is fun to watch. I'm not looking forward to seeing him hoping we can get some momentum this week and, and shut him down um, when we face them. But uh, I've got I've got Houston straight up, Seattle with, with the 13 points, and I'm taking the over. So a little little different there. So yeah, just the over under we're we're flipped. So the second game we've got the Guardians at the Renegades. Renegades are seven and a half point favorites, and we got an over under of thirty six and a half. All right, you want to take this one first? Yeah, you go ahead. All right, um, I've got I've got Dallas, and I've got Dallas, and I've got the over um, on this line of thirty six and a half. So I've got I've got Dallas covering. <laughs> I think the Guardians are in a little bit of a death spiral, though. Uh, though Perez, um, you know, Iron had, Legend, <laughs> Birmingham Iron Legend, uh, who you know struggled to keep the job in some spots uh, over the course of the short AAF season. Um, he did bounce bounce them back last week, and Dallas is going to be without their quarterback. So I was I was really on the fence here about whether or not Dallas was gonna was gonna cover. Um, my initial was a yes, but I'm actually going to lie. Ooh, As we're changed. here, I'm going to say the Guardians with the spread. You know, I didn't even think about Landry Jones being out. Really didn't. Oh, wow. All right. Well, <laughs> there you are. Um, so, and I've got and I've got the uh, the over in this game as well. I think I said that already. Yeah. Um, we were the same up until about 20 seconds ago, but um, I have Dallas winning. I still have Dallas covering. They're they have a pretty good fan base at home. They they fill their baseball stadium. Um, can't say much. We played a soccer stadium, but we fill ours up. There's not many empty seats. But um, I've got Dallas, Dallas, and I'm also going to go over. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like the Guardians might actually score some points. But Dallas, I think, is just going to light up the scoreboard and um, definitely pull through in this one. So. Um, again, the main game of the weekend, St. Louis at DC, St. Louis are three point favorites, which, which I was actually kind of pleased to see with how we've played against the past two teams that were, I think both in last place before we played them and got wins. So see, only seeing a, us as three point dogs is kind of pleasing showing that Vegas still has some love for us, but, um, over under of 39 and a half, um, um, of course, I'm going to pick D.C. because I have not learned my lesson of being a D.C. sports fan my entire life. And obviously I've got D.C. covering. And 39.5 seems low. Cardale is going to break this offense out of its slump, and we're going to go over 39.5 points on Sunday. What about you? Oh, man. So uh, this is a low moment. (laughs) I am am not as optimistic. I want to be. I really want to be, uh, but I've I've just had this sort of feeling that that St. Louis was, you know, was really tough. Um, we're skidding into this game. The one thing that makes me think uh, our chances are are better is that we're unbeaten at home, and the home team has won eleven out of the sixteen games so far. That's impressive. Um, so that I'm I'm very eager, and I'm hoping that. Us being divided on this a little bit, maybe maybe shifts the mm-hmm. axis of the earth. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick completely opposite you on this game. 
I'm predicting a defensive struggle, um, but I've got St. Louis and, and St. Louis covering the three points, um, and I'm taking the under. Okay, I mean, I'm no, not I'm, proud. I, I, res- I respect the. Um, I don't like I, we, but no, like we said, we're willing to. We're changing everything. He's, I mean, he, Dr. is drinking non-craft beer. I don't think I've seen that. It's, Probably it's, over the span of a year, it's been a while. It's so a th- dark day. this is serious. I mean, he he is all on board with doing anything to switch it up. I mean, he is drinking a Bud Light Orange. So we yeah. we don't normally see, and he's enjoying it. We don't normally see that. So yeah, I'm picking against. I'm picking against my team. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I mean, that leads me to believe we're going to win by thirty. I'm feeling shame. Lots yeah. of shame. That's okay. It shame happens. and Just sadness. Keep drinking your Bud Light Orange. I have to get another one. Just go down like water. <laughs> Actually, like Powerade it really tastes like kind of like orange jello-y. That's kind of what I get out of it. That is a fair point. Yeah, but I'll say we have we have one more game: Tampa and LA. Um, All right, there's two really really good teams. I mean, they're super good. So good. I mean, so that's that's why we lost. They're just that good. So much winning. The one game that these teams have won <laughs> when they. Uh, we're playing, uh, but still, they still have no wins. They're really, else, they're really right? good. Because uh, Ali did lose again this past weekend, right? Didn't they lose? Again? Yes, they did. Is that right? Yeah. To the Guardians. Oh, uh, also the Guardians. That's right. Who we crushed? Uh, the like, we're, we're we're calling the. You know what? We're we're not talking nearly enough trash. We're, we have been really humbled. Uh, we are not calling them the armpit tacos, and that is that is disappointing. Um, all right, so we've got yeah, as you said, uh, Tampa at LA. LA favored by one. Um, we are polar opposites, it looks like, on this game. Because um, I've got Tampa, Tampa, and the over. And, you. and I've got L.A., L.A., and the under. I'm just going with the home team in this one because you pointed out that stat earlier. And home teams just have been good. And the defenders are a prime example of that. When we're home, we're good. So maybe L.A. will follow suit and yeah. give me another win you to, make, with that. You make a fair point. I I really think Tampa having a strong ground game. I think that's the kind of thing that can travel, and uh, I'm giving them the edge in this game. Um, and hey, they're they're looking to start a win streak. Uh, LA already came back to earth after uh, after giving us a drubbing. They were so shocked they won. Uh, perhaps. Uh, so looking at our standings, uh, you're still two games ahead of me. At you're 12 and four uh, in both straight up picks. And against the spread, I'm so impressed with myself with the yeah, spread. I mean, you, you, you should be if you were Virginia. We said it last week. I'm gonna say it again now. If we can legalize this, I can yeah. quit my job and just become a gambler. Yeah, so we were we were both even uh, two and two uh, straight up and against the spread this past week. Um, but you're still two games ahead of me in both. I'm ten and six, which is not bad. No, not at uh, all. Both straight up and against the spread, um, and uh, not feeling bad about that. I. Though you're getting me in the straight up and spread picks, I am performing a little better in the over. This overall. is where I struggle. But we both had good weeks last week. We did. We were both three and one last week. I'm now at seven and five. You're four and eight. Um, not not bad. Not bad. Um, let's take a look at how we feel about the teams. I know we are not in agreement uh, when we look at power rankings. Do we want to? Do you want to go back and forth here? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So unlike last week, where they were really similar. That week four really, it really switched us up. So I've got Houston in my number one. Um, I just think, I mean, Walker's just unbelievable to watch play, and I, he he has a lot of Patrick Mahomes in him, in my opinion, and he's just fun to watch. And 
I just think Houston's the front runner at this point. So we are different. So who's your number one? I'm I'm holding on to St. Louis. I, That's fair. I still say they were robbed in that game. Uh, that it was, it was such an egregious call. Um, and St. Louis, you know, for anybody watching that game, they had really seized the momentum in that game. And I I thought you know they were in great position. And Tamu did what he was supposed to do. It was an offsides. He you know took a chance. Ball was intercepted. No call. Um, ball game. And uh, yeah, that I, I still feel like. They have shown themselves to be the strongest team. I know Walker is probably the most exciting player, um, but Tamu has been right there. And that's really why I, I had a hard time picking the defenders and, and ultimately went with St. Louis in this game. Right now, I think so far they've shown themselves to be the best team. I hope that team doesn't show up. I hope our best team does show up because, you know, a couple weeks ago I had us as the number one team. Mm-hmm. What about number two? Where, where are you? So Yeah, so we flip-flopped. I have St. Louis there. Okay. I think they're just – they're really scared about heading to D.C., so I went ahead and just bumped them back a bit. I think that right there is a huge morale. Um, just a punch right in the gut, knowing you have to go into D.C. and play. Um, just kind of like when the Rams – I mean, oh, sorry, no, not the Rams. There's no more Rams than St. Louis. So, Speaking of punch in the gut. Yeah, so, sorry, St. Louis fans. But, um, no, I – Are you sorry, though? <laughs> no. We don't – D.C. doesn't really have an NFL team either. But um, St. Louis, no, they're, they've looked great. Um, recently, and I have them at number two. So my number three, I haven't put Dallas in front of D.C. in anything before in my life, and I just put Dallas in front of D.C., and I feel very bad about that. I kind of feel like I should turn in my D.C. sports fan card. I don't really know what I was thinking because, you know, the Cowboys suck. They're going to go 8-8 eight and eight every single year. Um... So, yeah, I really do believe that at this point in the season, Dallas has looked better than us. I'll I'll own up to it. Um, so, yeah, week three, I, I, you know, I'm kind of at a loss for words, so I'm talking so slow. Yeah, I just uh, so kind of hurts. I've got, I've got Dallas at number three as well um, based on their play so far. Uh, you know, do I think they're the third strongest team without Landry Jones? I, I think that's probably not. Tournament. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but but right now, I think you, you it's hard to argue with them as the number three team. Um, looking at looking at number four, I'm probably going to surprise some folks here. But after the performance last week, and again, I, I was really impressed with the ground game. I've got Tampa Bay at the number four spot. That's fair. No, Tampa, um, Tampa looked decent. Well, not decent. They look really good against us. But um. I have DC at the four. Um, I still have. It's. I really feel like this offense just relies on Cardale, and if he can get back to how he has been playing, especially at home where we are this weekend, um, this team's still very well in the playoff hunt. And like you said earlier, we're still in the hunt for first place, even with how bad we played the past two games. So I've got DC four. Um, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I struggled. I struggled. I, I felt like I had to get put. Uh, the teams that beat us ahead of us uh, until until we can get back on a, on a you know, winning trajectory. So I've got I've got L A at five, um, and I realize that that's going to be upsetting to armpit taco fans who uh, you know they they beat that team last week. Um, but I can't I can't put the Guardians ahead of us, um, which sort of gives away my my number six. Um, but I've got I've got L A at five. What about you? So you're you got LA five. I have New York six. The Guardians, or five. Sorry, yeah, I have the Guardians at five. 
Um, I'm not used to seeing that high up, so maybe that's why I got them confused. But you know, they're a team that I feel like kind of play to their part of their competition. Um, so we'll see how they fare this weekend. But um, accepting it's us, because we're we're just above everybody else, even though we're two and two. But um, yeah, so I've got Guardians. It's a really solid logical case. Yeah, no, for sure. So I got Guardians, and then to close it out. Can't really say the bottom dwellers because two of the teams with all the name beat us. I have LA, Tampa Bay, and then sorry Dragons, but I have y'all in last. How do you close yours out? Yeah, so I finish up DC at six, which was really painful. Um, New York at seven, and the Dragons last. And I mean, the the thing that's starting to jump out to me really is parity. And I know a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, I think the top teams are you know, they're so elite, and there's no question." And I. I just think the thing, the pitfalls that we've seen hit the defenders the past two weeks, I think it's entirely likely and certainly possible at the very least that we're going to see the same kind of thing befall St. Louis and Houston. I'm hoping it's when we face them. Um, but I think parity is going to be uh, what we see from this league. That That's what, what I'm starting to see. Um, these teams are up and down. There's not an established identity or hierarchy. All these guys are hungry. Every week comes with you know a salary bonus, um, so we're really seeing these teams compete hard. Um, we've got a mailbag, a, a big, big one. mailbag this week. <laughs> Thank you all. Um, a few minutes left, lots of mail. We've got Donald Wine, the Donald Wine, uh, with a with a good question. Was the most important thing that has to improve if we want to get back on track Sunday? Um, Alexis M. Doe with a similar question. What do you think the biggest thing is to turning things around and winning this weekend? So we sort of bunch those together. Um, the legend Donald Wine. Tell me, tell me more. Yeah, so Donald Wine, if you don't know who he is, you know, giving you a big shout-out here, Donald. Um, he is huge in the D.C. area um, soccer community. I believe at one time he was um, – I think he still is on the board of the American Outlaws, the U.S. Um, national team um, – Supporters group, so he's a big part of DC sports. So kind of treating like a celebrity here, Donald, because you kind of are. So um, we do appreciate appreciate um, the question, but no, the most important thing has to improve. Cardale Jones. This team really relies on how he plays, and if he's not performing well, we don't perform well, and we've seen that. So wow, he's got to get on track. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, I think I think stopping the run is yeah. going to be the key. Oh, defense definitely too. That's that's for me the the number one key. If we can stop the run against St. Louis, I think we've got a chance. I think we've got to make Tamu beat us with his arm, not with his legs. Um, your your point about Cardell is a good a good move to our second question, mm-hmm. um, which is from XFL Wanderer at Delco Trash sixty six. How much worse does Cardell have to get before he gets benched? Man. Uh... That's, I mean, it's a logical question at this point. Um, I feel like Pep is a no-nonsense kind of guy, and if Cardale goes out there and lays another egg, especially at home, in a 10-game season, I think you have to look elsewhere. You've got to try to spark something, and no, it won't be good for Cardale's morale, but if that's what it takes to get this team into the playoffs, we, I yeah. think we have to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's going to get another really legitimate chance this game. I think we'd have to fall down, you know, three touchdowns um, before we saw Tyree Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and then I think you know, depending upon how well he did, he, you know, he 
it's mediocre. Maybe we, we see some sort of alternating quarters or alternating series in the next game. Um, but if, if Jackson comes in and really performs, then I think he, he could have the job until further notice. Um, I think we're, we're getting to that point, um, you know, if we're eyeballing, you know, being two games behind St. Louis. Um, finally, we've got a few that are pretty similar. Pray for Landry the Mandry at Dallas Renegades. Why the defenders gone to shit this season. <laughs> Johnny Gates. Johnny Boyd. Johnny Boy-y. Boy-y, Yeah. Uh, what the hell happened to your run defense and why did you get shut out? And then uh, we had one more. Abe from the Babe. Abe the Babe. Why do we suck away <laughs> from home? Um, these were the uh, the mildly inappropriate language section of the of the Again, questions. Again, well, that's not only but, us, but we're changing it up. But uh, all all in the sort of area of like stop sucking. Why are we sucking? Yeah. Um, and I think we've identified a lot of that uh, throughout the pod. Um, you know we. It's been a rough couple of weeks. You know, run defense, passing offense, run offense, uh, you know, missed tackles. Losing the turnover battle we didn't talk about, um, but we won the turnover battle uh, by a wide margin in the first couple of weeks. Mm. Lost the turnover margin, I think, 7-1 to one in the, for the past two weeks. Um, huge that, factor. Yeah, that's a huge factor. So I think that's as much a part of the sucking um, as anything oh, else. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we suck again. Uh, it was our last tweet there. We left that out there for a few days before we responded with anything else. Um, but we're going to bounce back this week. Despite my pick, um, you're on board Man. for Defenders win, and I, I'm on board for Defenders win too. Uh, but my you know, my picks are what they are. But I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm rooting for the Defenders. Uh, we're, we're out here, right? We are out here, as always. And, and we're wh- out of here. Yeah, So, but to one more thing. Johnny Gates, his question. You know, good question, but – I mean, we didn't get shut out. You asked why did we get shut out? Um, we're, we're just the fan club. We we didn't get shut out. We still we'll run our mouths no matter what. Um, so no, we we appreciate the questions, guys. And Fair enough. Yeah. as always, keep the questions coming. Yep, keep them coming. And as always. Easy.